Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where <laughs> I'm going to go over quite a bit of stuff, because it's Saturday, I don't have anything else to do. <clears throat> it's, it's a very, very sad, sad life, I guess, maybe. Try to check the microphone here. Oh. Okay, I think it's on the correct setting now. That sounds better. Okay, <clears throat> so the first article I would like to start with, and if you like this content, like and subscribe. I did have 430 followers, which I thought was pretty cool. It's the most I've ever had over the years of being on YouTube. And then it dropped back down to 429. So not sure what happened there. Maybe I wasn't making enough ramen noodle shorts. I don't know. But anyways, the first article I have here, which you could uh, possibly find on a website with the same name as this channel with .com at the end. Uh, watch, CDC issues warning about Marburg virus. Now, I was having trouble finding stuff on this before, but it was covered on some small local news outlets wasn't really a, a big story yet. Here we have the Center of, for Disease Control uh, and Prevention issuing a warning about Marburg, which is now uh, on both coasts of the continent of Africa. Uh, several other countries are now uh, stating that they have patience with this virus. Keep in mind, all it takes is a plane trip. That's it. One plane trip, and all of a sudden, uh, everybody is uh, on lockdown again. That's that's really what they want. It's There's an election coming up, okay? And in order for the ice cream man to get reelected, they have to have another lockdown. Because, um, seriously, at this point we would really have to have some type of, I don't know, mass psychosis, uh, an epidemic of mental illness in order for this guy to remain in office. And I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not putting it past this country in order to do something as horribly dumb as that. So yeah, the CDC has issued a warning about Marburg and uh, nobody's really covering it. So I'm covering it here because uh, if you're watching this channel a few weeks from now when they start seriously talking about this thing or the bird flu or possibly both, uh, you're not gonna be caught off guard. You should have plenty of toilet paper. <clears throat> Just saying, if you didn't learn from last time. Uh, we also have on this uh, website, Central Bank Digital Currency is the end game. It's a two-part article series that you can find links to. Uh, part one and part two. I'm not really going to go over those. Uh, I feel like you can read them for yourselves. And if you're not realizing that this is what they're working towards with massive amounts of inflation, printing money that uh, they have no business printing, Taxing the crap out of you, hiring 80, 87,000, was that the number, new IRS agents? I don't think we have 87,000 billionaires in this country, possibly millionaires. That's not who they're going after. So yeah, <clears throat> 71 Chinese military aircraft crossed Taiwan Strait median line to kick off three-day encirclement drills. Uh, if I recall, this is where they also are sending the Navy out and boarding vessels going to Taiwan to see and make sure no weapons or anything useful. Nothing useful is probably allowed to get to Taiwan at this point. This is essentially a siege. And while it says three days, it's kind of like the, what is it? 12 days to flatten the curve. This is their 12 days to flatten the curve. It's not going to be 12 days. China has begun three days of military drills, drills around Taiwan and in the Taiwan Straits as a direct, as a direct response to Taiwanese President um, 
I'm going to butcher the hell out of that name, meeting with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California held days ago. Parts of the drills are expected to extend up to 12 days. I have not read this article before. So, um, when they see, say, three, it's usually, at least with our government, if it's a temporary program, it will still exist 100 years from now. Uh, Wall Street Journal notes that this is what greeted, is what greeted the return of uh, the president to her home. Hours after president returned to Taiwan on Friday night, Chinese Marine Time Safety Authority said the country's Navy planned to conduct seven live fire exercises over the course of 12 days. Yeah. Off the coast of Fujian province, which faces Taiwan, starting Saturday morning. So they're trying to instigate some type of reaction so that they can say, hey, these people are on this island are dangerous and crazy, and we're going to go and <clears throat> re-educate them. While the Wednesday meeting with McCarthy was presented by the Allies as a show of democratic solidarity, they don't really believe in democracy. That's just a freaking joke. Uh, Beijing had warned of resolute measures while deploying an aircraft carrier strike group off the self-ruled island coast. Early Saturday, China launched live-fire combat readiness patrols until April 10th. According to the statement from the People's Liberation Army Eastern Theater Command, the drills are called United Sharp Sword. All right. Well, if that's how they want to talk about their dicks, that's up to them. And expanding the scope from north to south of the island, utilizing air, sea, and particularly airspace to Taiwan's east, the statement indicated. Hmm, the east, huh? That's weird. Not like they would be trying to clear a spot to, I don't know, move in without any type of opposition. The drills have already in have already involved on Saturday a whopping 71 Chinese military aircraft crossing the sensitive median line of the Taiwan Straits. Yes, I do believe this is really related to another article I have posted on here. And there's um, quite a few tweets, uh, pictures of the drills taking place. We've got, let's see here, new video on the first day of the PLA and circumstances encirclement drills around the island of Taiwan include participation of J-16 fighter jets, Y-8 anti-submarine aircraft, some bombers, frigates, and 15 conventional ballistic missiles. Okay. So yeah, they're going all out in a show of force. And this doesn't include their hypersonic missiles that they have and, uh, so, yeah, we like to claim we have hypersonic. Uh, I think it's, uh, is it supersonic is what we have, which is like three times the speed of sound. But they've got stuff that's up to five, six times the speed of sound. We can't shoot any of that down. So, yeah, they're, they're tinkering around with old toys to uh, flex what they have. So that is happening. Okay, blinds, U.S. blindsided by Saudi-Iran normalization, CIA director. Well, kind of saw that one coming, didn't we? No, <laughs> nobody saw this coming. There has never, ever been a peace deal between these two countries. One is Sunni, the other is Shia. They hate each other, but apparently they hate somebody else even more, where they're like... Yeah, I'll work with you, because uh, <clears throat> those Americans. <laughs> CIA Director William Burns visited Saudi Arabia earlier this week to express frustration over Riyadh's surprise normalization deal with Tehran. You know things are bad when the CIA director himself goes to a country. And uh, I have a feeling that him actually leaving the office and going overseas to meet with these people is kind of his way of saying, like, don't blank with us because we will delete you. That's usually how the CIA works. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, that was, yeah, that peace deal was brokered by Beijing. According to the journal, Burns told Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman that the U.S. has felt blindsided by Riyadh's reapproachment uh, with Iran as well as Syria. Yeah, you know, that whole war that's going on over there that we really shouldn't be involved in. Two nations under crippling U.S. economic sanctions. So, yeah, um, this is like, oh, how should I put this? If Saudi Arabia is a pimp and the U.S. has been the bottom hoe, there's another term for it, but I don't know if uh, YouTube particularly cares for that. And then it's like, why is this other chick over here getting all the good jobs? Yeah, uh, that's kind of what it is. Like, we've been the hoe for show for far too long, and our, our looks have gone to the wayside. Uh, Pimp got a new hoe. Following the deal with Iran, Saudi Arabia is poised to normalize with Syria. Riyadh is expected to invite Syrian President Bashir al-Assad to the Arab League summit. It's hosting in May. Oh, that's grand. That's that's quite amazing. Uh, how? How is this happening? Well, when you've got a guy in diapers running the country, nobody takes you seriously. The Biden administration is against regional countries upgrading ties with Syria as it prefers to keep the country isolated as U.S. policy. Because there's no innocent civilians being hurt by that at all. Not that they ever give a crap about that. A U.S. official told Reuters, 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 uh, that Burns also discussed intelligence cooperation with Riyadh. The director reinforced our commitment to intelligence cooperation, especially in areas of <laughs> counterterrorism. I'm sorry, but you're focusing on counterterrorism with Americans in your own country. It really doesn't look like you're concerned about, oh, I don't know, jihadists at the moment. You're too busy trying to get rednecks high around campfires and drunks so that they say stupid shit and you can put them in solitary confinement. What part of that sounds like you really give a crap about counterterrorism from the Middle East? Uh, if you, as, as Dave Smith says, if you want to know who our next enemy is going to be, look at who we're funding. Also on Thursday, Saudi Arabia and Iran's foreign ministers met in Beijing. Oh, that's nice marking the highest level meeting between the two countries since when they severed diplomatic ties in 2016. At the meeting, they agreed to reopen their embassies and work together towards forms of cooperation because China wants to profit from both of them and can't have your, your hoes fighting amongst each other. It causes chaos and they're, they're less productive for you. I think China's the new pimp in town. At a press briefing, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Mao Ning said Beijing was ready to continue mediating between the two sides. And that's pretty much it. Uh, CIA did not see that coming? Seriously. <clears throat> Perhaps if you stop spying on the American people and concentrate it overseas like you're supposed to, uh, this wouldn't be happening. You assholes. Clearview AI scraped billions of Facebook photos for facial recognition database. Yes, again, they're spying on you. I'm not sure who Clearview is, but we'll find out. Facial recognition firm Clearview has built a massive AI-powered database of billions of pictures collected from social media platforms without obtaining users' consent. Because when you sign that stupid thing at the beginning of opening your account, anything you post on there becomes property of Facebook. Regardless of what stupid crap you post afterwards saying like, I do not authorize Facebook to own any of my pictures. You're not a lawyer. It's a dumb post. Stop doing it. Just don't use Facebook. Don't use Facebook. Come on. Uh, in late March, Clearview AI CEO Hound Ton That, what is he? Viet, Viet, is he from Vietnam? I don't know. Told BBC in an interview that the company 
had obtained 30 billion photos without users' knowledge over the years, scraped mainly from social media platforms like Facebook. He said U.S. law enforcement agencies use the database to identify criminals. So all you morons that went to J6 and were posting stuff on Facebook. Morons. Stop being a moron. Don't do that. Think like a criminal, you jackasses. Ton that disputed claims that the photos were unlawfully collected. He told Business Insider in an email statement, Clearview AI database of publicity of publicly available images is lawfully collected, just like any other search engine like Google. Yeah, so they can, I mean, you, you didn't privatize your account, right? You just let anybody have access to your stuff. They, they take that. I guess it's pretty much fair game, like if you're just out in public and somebody's roaming around with a camera. However, privacy advocates and social media companies have been highly critical of Clearview AI. <clears throat> so, there's a couple quotes here. You can read that for yourself. The AI-driven database has raised privacy concerns in the U.S. to the joint, to the point, joint, to the point where Senator Jeff Merkley and Bernie Sanders attempted to block its use with a bill requiring Clearview and similar companies to obtain consent before scraping biometric data. Hmm. Okay. In 2020, the American Civil Liberties Union sued Clearview AI, calling it a nightmare scenario for privacy. The ACLU managed to ban Clearview's AI products from being sold to private companies, but not the police. Hmm. Okay. That's funny. So what happens when a police officer's not on duty and says, hey, I'd like to buy some photos? It's actually a reasonable question. And then he's like a informant to the police and then hands over the photos that he got privately because apparently you can... Uh, products being sold to private companies but not the police. So yeah, uh, again, they are spying on you. Stop giving your information out. I particularly like posting memes because they hate memes. Memes give them really nothing to work with. Uh, watch legislators switch to GOP. Yeah, this this happened. This was pretty funny. Legislature switch to GOP says Democrats villainize anyone who has a free thought. Somebody's being red pilled. Yeah, so this woman here, North Carolina Democrat legislator, handed a decisive victory to the Republican Party Wednesday by defecting and ensuring a veto-proof majority. So, I wonder how badly they treated her, because that seems to be their MO on the left, is treating people like shit, and then treating them more like shit after they leave their side because they're being treated like shit. It's not working well for them. Like, they think they can bully and intimidate people to do what they say, and then when the person realizes, I don't have to do crap of what you say. Actually, I can go hang out with these people over here, thank you very much. And then when they do it, it's like, oh, crap, we just increased the other tribe's number. Hmm, who can we yell at next? Announcing the switch, uh, Tricia... Tricia Cotham declared that the modern-day Democratic Party has become unrecognizable to me and others across the state. Okay, I mean, where was she for the last three years? Clearly, uh, politicians have no base in reality and uh, aren't seeing what their own party is doing. I wonder what happened. I will not be controlled by anyone. Oh, there it is. Uh, if you don't do exactly what the Democrats want you to do, they will try to bully you. Yes, they don't just have like one itinerary of what they want you to believe in. They want you to believe in all of it. So when you're like, I don't want some dude coming into my bathroom, you're like, 
bigot. And they're like, but I believe in all the other stuff. Bigot. Yeah, that's that's what happens. And then, you know, if you stick to your guns, you, you get kicked out of the club and, uh, I don't know, you find somewhere else to play. They will try to cast you aside, uh, she further proclaimed, adding, they have pushed me out. Yeah, welcome. Uh, the party wants to villainize anyone who has a free thought. Yep, not, not allowed. Free judgment has solutions, and wants to get to work to better our state. How dare you? We create problems, and then we offer the solutions. That's how the Democratic Party works. They destroy everything, and then they offer a way of building it back better? Build back better? Does that sound familiar? What are they building back? Because I don't remember everything being destroyed until, oh, I don't know, they destroyed it. Uh, Cotham expressed a desire to really work with individuals to get things done because that is what real public servants do. Can, can she, like, do a, a class for Congress on, like, what all of this stuff means? Because I don't think they understand what the hell their job is. I don't know who taught this woman, but I want to thank them. Uh, Cotham went on to explain that one factor that influenced her decision to switch parties came after she was heavily criticized and verbally attacked for using the American flag and praying hands emoji on social. You, you shit on her in social media to the point where she changed parties. Do you not see what you're doing? Yeah. Keep it up. I'm serious. Like, no, this is working. This is totally working. You want to shit on people online to the point where they switch parties? Keep doing it. It's working, right? You don't want her in your party. You don't want anybody like that in your party. How about you piss people off enough to where your party doesn't exist anymore? That would be great. Uh, Cotham claimed that Democrats have been blasting me on Twitter to calling me names coming after my family. Uh, coming after my children. Yeah, I wouldn't be switching parties. I'd be busting heads. You don't blank with my kids. Sorry. Not sorry. You've been warned. You come after my kids, I will get onto a plane, head to your house, and take a baseball bat to your freaking skull. So, yeah, you leave the kids out of it come to my kid's school like the trans person and hopefully get turned into a folding chair like the last hoe that did that. I'm still the same person and I'm going to do what I believe is right and follow my conscience. Well, hopefully you're not bringing those, those horrible ideas with you. The Republican Party really doesn't need that. They, they need somebody who's actually willing to work because basically the Republican Party at this point is just a bunch of... Uh, welfare queens and they have been for quite a while they really just go along with whatever the democrats say but they're like whoa 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 um could you take some of this stuff out then we'll go along with it which is complete bs the switch says a lot about the state of the democratic party given that cotham has hardly a traditional is hardly a traditional conservative Having served in the legislature as a Democrat for five terms from 2007 to 2016 and being reelected as one, uh, being reelected as one this year. So, wow, she's done five terms and got reelected again. So, as documented by New York Times, Gotham, Gotham, Gotham campaigned on a platform to raise the minimum wage, protecting voting rights and bolstering alphabet rights. That's I'll just I can't keep up with all the letters they keep adding to this thing. Uh, she also once took on the floor of the South Carolina House and announced that she had previously had a um, termination of uh, said uh, fetal matter. Yeah, okay, that's really something to brag about. Calling it a deeply personal decision, then why are you talking about it? S seriously, like, 
personal decisions you keep to yourself, right? And then you go on to the state floor and you're like, hey, I had one of these things. But it was a very personal decision. Okay, I'm starting to like this chick less. Uh, now Cotham has uh, indicated that she is open to supporting new restrictions on that thing. Well, I mean, that's that's quite the turn. Perhaps you shouldn't be uh, pissing these people off on the internet. Uh, in a statement, GOP chair Michael Watley said this announcement continues to reflect that the Democratic Party is too radical for North Carolina. Okay, it's North Carolina. Like, uh, how, how radical can you get in North Carolina? Don't... Uh, don't say hold my beer and do something radical in North Carolina. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't sound like the most uh, extreme state. It's probably, like, drunk driving is, like, an extreme there. I don't know. I don't know North Carolina. It's one of the Carolinas. Uh, it's just, you never really think about anything coming out of there, right? It's not like Florida Man articles where it's like, North Carolina man did this stupid thing. Uh, the values of the Republican Party align with voters and the people of Mecklenburg County should be proud to have her representative in Raleigh. So yeah, <clears throat> this woman changed parties because people were being uh, jerks online. Lessons not learned. They will continue to be jerks online. Keep up the good work. Switch more seats. Oh, did the FBI downplay... Okay, so this is um, conspiracy theory stuff. Uh, I've been finding and coming across a lot of articles about the uh, Las Vegas um, event a few years back. You know, the one where there was like a country concert and some guy ruined the party? That one. Uh, Pentagon searches for whistleblower. This is actually quite the big story. I do have a few. Let's see here. Yeah, I've got a few articles covering this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to cover this one first, which is about Greg Abbott. Because, uh, this is a story I learned quite a bit about earlier today while I was at work, waiting to work at work. Saturdays are very weird for me. Uh, I'm working as swiftly as Texas law allows. Governor, Governor Abbott responds to Soros DA sandbagging and self-defense shooting. This is a horrible case. This goes back to 2020. There was a lot of things like this that happened. Perhaps you may remember this one in particular. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has responded to calls to pardon Army Sergeant Daniel Perry, who was convicted of murder on Friday in a self-defense shooting July of 2020. How you get convicted of murder while defending yourself or the life of somebody else, but in this case, he was defending his own life, as one should be able to do when somebody decides to do something stupid towards you. I am working as swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry, Abbott tweeted, along with a longer explanation that, unlike the president or some other states, the Texas Constitution limits the governor's pardon authority to only act on a recommendation by the Board of Pardons and Parolees. Well, hopefully they don't have people in those positions that are, oh, I don't know, <clears throat> woke, maybe? Because uh, this guy definitely should not have been convicted. Texas law does allow the governor to request the Board of Pardons and Parolees to determine if a person should be granted a pardon. I have made the request and instructed the board of to expedite its review. Yeah. And then there's tweets and odds are with these articles, the tweets are pretty much exactly like what uh, the article already said. So uh, I will skip those. A jury in Travis County, Texas found Army Sergeant Daniel Perry, 33, guilty of murder on Friday, nearly three years after he shot a BLM protester, rioter. Let's, let's correct the language here. This guy was participating in a riot. 
who had a history of threatening people with rifles. So this guy did this repeatedly, and he did it to the wrong person. I'm not, I'm thinking that's not murder. I'm thinking this guy was, I don't know, kind of like the Kyle Rittenhouse part where he said, shoot me N-word, shoot me, blah, blah, blah. That, that whole confrontation where the guy was asking Kyle to do the thing that Kyle ended up doing because the guy did something stupid. It's kind of like that. This guy went around. He has a history of threatening people with rifles. And he didn't think he was going to be... Wow. After a Soros-funded DA withheld nearly 100 pages of exculpatory evidence from the grand jury, according to the lead investigator in the case. Okay, this guy... Like, this doesn't need to go before a board of parolees and pardons. No. Like, this case needs to be thrown out. The judge needs to go... And say like, yeah, the jury decided this way, but due to the fact that they withheld a hundred pages of evidence, um, you're free to go, sir. Uh, that should be how it goes, but that's not how things operate because uh, the judicial system in this country, quite frankly, has gotten really shitty over the years. What the hell? Uh, while driving for Uber, Perry shot protester Garrett Foster... During a July 2020 protest, protest, no, this was a riot, get it right. Uh, let's see here, uh, other rioters surrounded his car after Foster raised his rifle at Perry. The army sergeant shot and killed Foster, then called the police to report what happened. Why is it that calling the police after you legally defended yourself turns out to be a really freaking horrible idea? So you're following the law. You're following the law. You continue to follow the law, and then they're like, hey, you broke the law. We're going to now send you to prison for life because some dude decided to basically end his own by doing something stupid to the wrong person. That's pretty messed up. So yeah, Perry told police he shot in self-defense, which both the Austin Police Department and the lead detective in the case agreed with, concluding it with justifiable homicide. Okay, oh, oh, look at that. There's a photo of him raising his rifle at the car. Weird. There is a photo of the dude raising his rifle <clears throat> at the car, but apparently that wasn't good enough. Then Soros DA Jose Garza stepped in and instructed lead detective David Forget to remove exculpatory information that I had intended to present to the grand jury during my testimony. Wow, okay. So, how is this legal? I'm pretty sure it's not. Daniel Perry's case, read the affidavit from the lead detective claiming that the Soros DA directed him to remove information that I had intended to present to the grand jury during my testimony. This detective believes the Soros DA acted criminally. Now, who should be going to prison for life at this point? Probably not the defendant. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how these people... He'll end up, like, possibly resigning, maybe. But then he'll get end up with a higher-paying, better job somewhere else because failing up is what you do when you're on the left. I firmly believe the district attorney's office acting under the authority of Jose Garza tampered with me as a witness. Because they did, obviously. Uh, here's the video from the night. Daniel Perry, an active duty Army sergeant, lawfully defended himself against a BLM rioter with an AK-47 before having his right of self-defense made illegal by a Soros-funded DA. Yeah. At some point, they continue to do this stupid stuff. People just aren't going to... I don't know, turn themselves in, uh, follow the law. 
when you try to prosecute these people, they're going to fight back and it's not going to be legally. Um, this is how you destroy a country because obviously this is not a law for everyone. This is a law for them, not them. We have two countries now. The case has sparked a debate over Texas Stand Your Ground law, which allows the use of deadly force against someone if they feel that their life is in danger. Yeah, he's in a car wearing a t-shirt, short shorts, and flip-flops while working as a Uber driver. And all the eyewitness testimonies, from my understanding, in the court case, lied. Oh, he was speeding up at us. No, the video clearly shows him slowing the car down because a paraplegic was being helped across the street and he got a rifle pointed at him for being nice i don't know i don't know how that works what is wrong with these people in particular but um yeah uh not exactly the the right guy to they messed around and they found out <clears throat> Let's see here. According to the prosecution witnesses, so BLM Antifa said that Perry seemed to drive threateningly, threateningly into the crowd before shots were fired and that his actions seemed intentional. You're burning places down, breaking windows, threatening people in their cars. What did you think was going to happen? This is like Bob getting shot in Fight Club and then Edward Norton going like, you're blowing up buildings? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Now, people are calling on Texas Governor Greg Abbott to pardon Perry. Yeah. As they should. Self-defense is illegal in Texas. Howie Soros funded district attorney overrode law enforcement to prosecute an innocent man. Yeah, he needs to, what Abbott needs to do at this point is open an investigation on the prosecuting attorney to see if he did something wrong and then put his ass in jail. That's what needs to happen so that these other douchebags in other states that are doing the type of crap, uh, they'll know not to mess around and find out because this crap needs to stop. How about you just follow the law? Could you do that? Could you just follow the law, which is your job? I don't know why it's so hard for you to just do your job, but uh, apparently doing doing that and doing it right is just not happening. I don't know. I don't know why. <clears throat> So, yeah, another story that has popped up is over 100 more classified documents appear online. U.S. secrets from Ukraine to Middle East to China. So, yeah, uh, and, well, let's, I'll get to that one, but I'm going to start with this one because this is probably a better summary. Pentagon searches for whistleblower. That was... My headline title, not somebody else's, Pentagon investigation alleged classified documents circulating on social media of U.S. and NATO intelligence on Ukraine. Yeah, apparently there was some leaked stuff about uh, things aren't going well in Ukraine. Who would have thought? The Pentagon is investigating what appears to be screenshots of classified U.S. and NATO military information about Ukraine. Circulating on social media, a Pentagon official told CNN. CNN has reviewed some of the images circulating on Twitter and Telegram, but is unable to verify if they are authentic or have been doctored. Yeah, if they're looking into it, they're real. U.S. officials, uh, stupid pop-ups, Say the documents are real slides, part of a larger daily intelligence deck produced by the Pentagon about the war, but it appears the documents have been edited in some places. No, I do believe what the Twitter post is saying, because I did see the actual Twitter post, um, they're pointing out the fact that the numbers were doctored, that in some 
slideshows presented, it showed the actual numbers, but then when it was released elsewhere, they they tend to drop zeros, which put a, you know, instead of 17,000, it's like 1.7, things like that. Pentagon Deputy, Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh uh, would not weigh in on the document's legitimacy. Well, they already just said that they are legit. Okay. But said in a statement that the Defense Department is aware of the reports of social media posts and the department is reviewing the matter. The advisor to the head office of the president of Ukraine said on his Telegram channel he believes the Russians are behind the purported leak. No, it's probably somebody in the Pentagon that's like, this whole war is a bad idea, and if I can leak some stuff out, maybe they'll change their tune. <clears throat> the documents that were disseminated are inauthentic and have nothing to do with Ukraine's real plans. Um, okay, and are based on a large amount of fictitious information. They're real. That's, that, this, this is code for it's real. Please don't look at it. It makes us look bad. That's what that means. The emergence of the documents, whether genuine or not, have highlighted focus on when the planned Ukrainian counteroffensive will begin, which is a horrible freaking idea. And what, if anything, either side knows about the other's preparations for it. Isn't Russia also planning an offensive uh, maneuver in the spring? So, yeah, more, more people are going to die for, uh, I don't know, the sake of us thinking we have bigger PPs than we do. Because we keep preventing the peace talks. Like, we sent Boris Johnson over there to be like, hey, you don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, that guy. That guy went running over there saying, like, no, 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 this is about it. It's, they, they could have already stopped this war. I'm just pointing that out. One image that has been circulating on Russian Telegram channels and it was reviewed by CNN as a photo of a hard copy of a document titled U.S. Allied and Partnered UAF Combat Power Build. The document, which is from February and marked as secret, lists the amounts of certain Western weapons systems that Ukraine currently has on hand, estimated delivery of additional systems, and the training Ukraine has or is expected to complete on the systems. So yeah, um, not exactly the type of thing you want getting leaked out, but for some reason we have this weird history of telling our enemies what exactly we're going to do before we do it. I never understood that one. Another document is titled Russia-Ukraine Joint Staff uh, Daily Update and is listed as secret, refers to the Operations Directorate of the U.S. Military Joint Staff, Logistics and engineering, strategies, plans, and policy recommendations. Uh, the date of the document, 370 days after the first day of the Russian invasion. So it's been well over a year now. The third document is a map listed as top secret that shows the status of the conflict as of March 1st. The map shows Russian and Ukraine battalion locations and sizes as well as total assessed losses on both sides. And those are some of the numbers that changed in some of these photos. Because Ukraine's numbers are a lot higher than what they're reporting. And Russia hasn't lost as many people as they're reporting. Uh, you can find some of those uh, posts on Twitter if you're really curious about it. But um, yeah, they, they kind of zoom in and they're like, hey, in this one, the, the original, it says this. And you look over here and it says this, and yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, Russian losses are actually far higher than the 1617 killed in action listed on the documents, officials said. The documents also say that 61 to 71,000 Ukrainians have been killed in action, a number that officials said also appeared edited to be higher than actual Pentagon estimates. So these are official documents that aren't real like 
So they're looking for the person who leaked these, but at the same time, they're saying that they're fakes. Get your story straight. The fourth document is a weather projection. Nobody cares about the weather. Uh, the New York Times, which first disclosed the Pentagon's investigations, reported that some of the images circulating online described intelligence that could be useful to Russia, such as how quickly the Ukrainians are expending munitions used in U.S.-provided rocket systems. So, yeah, this is a, a big boo-boo for uh, the Pentagon, especially. doesn't really help Ukraine at all. And let's see what the actual da, 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 over 100 more classified documents appear online. So I think this is an update to what I just read because this also includes the Middle East and China. That's awesome. Two other regions where we'd like them to know what we know. No, no, we don't. The more expanded document dump and leak of highly classified materials is being reported in the wake of the initial disclosure that memos related to U.S. strategy in Ukraine appeared online, including material marked top secret. This time, the leak appeared more expansive. A new batch of classified documents that appeared to detail American national security secrets from Ukraine to the Middle East to China surfaced on national social media sites on Friday alarming the Pentagon and adding turmoil to the situation that seemed to have caught the Biden administration off guard. I'm hearing that a lot. The CIA was caught off guard about the Saudi Iran peace deal. The Biden administration is caught off guard that somebody in the Pentagon would say this war is a horrible freaking idea. I'm going to leak some stuff about it. Uh, the scale of the leak Analysts say more than 100 documents may have been obtained along with the sensitivity of the documents themselves. Could be hugely damaging, U.S. officials said. The report continues. One senior intelligence officer was quoted in a report as saying the leak is a nightmare for the five eyes. In reference to the intelligence sharing nations of the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Wow. I seem to remember a lot of those had, like, really horrible lockdowns. Like the Ukraine war, plans earlier reported on by the time some of these latest documents appeared on Twitter and other social media platforms, and they include reports labeled with one of the highest classification ratings of secret no form. No... Foreign? No foreign. I don't know what that is referring to which means that they are sensitive enough to not be shared with even foreign allies wow uh, interestingly the new york times notes that one intelligence slide which is circulating features an alarming assessment of ukraine's faltering air defense capabilities because that's true but these leaks, some of which actually appeared on a Discord server devoted to discussing Minecraft and other unusual places, include more than the initial content on Ukraine war planning. The report quotes one analyst who warns that this is likely the tip of the iceberg and that more major leaks are coming or possibly have already happened and something which could begin to rival the Pentagon Papers of the Vietnam War era. I think I have a copy of that, actually. <clears throat> the Pentagon Papers. But the leaked documents appeared to go well beyond highly classified material in Ukraine war. Uh, sensitive briefing slides on China, the Indo-Pacific military theater, the Middle East, and terrorism. A former senior Pentagon official, Mick Mulroy, was also quoted as saying that this could possibly hinder Ukrainian military planning, given that many of these were pictures of the documents, and thus it appears that it was a deliberate leak done by someone that wished to damage the Ukraine, U.S., and NATO efforts. This assessment suggests a leak from inside Allied forces, not from a foreign adversary, even though the U.S. officials are accusing Russian-linked entities online of being the chief spreaders of the leaked documents. I think it's just... Twitter, honestly, not actual Twitter. I think it's just people on Twitter. 
U.S. officials are also warning that some of the documents may have been digitally altered to fit a more pro-Kremlin narrative. No. Nope, sorry, I'm not buying that one. You've been lying to us quite a bit about what's going on over there and um, just not buying it anymore. <clears throat> so, the last thing it looks like I'll be covering. I've seen people coming in and out. I've got one thumbs up, so that's pretty cool. No questions so far in the chat. But, um, yeah, I found this interesting piece here. Baseless Oklahoma City Bombing Conspiracy Theory. So this is actually from 2019. It's, uh, so what, five, five years old now? Four? Four or five. So uh, from somebody named Spencer. We're going to go with Spencer. That's the last name. So the quick take. A viral meme has revived an old baseless conspiracy theory claiming that Hillary Clinton is linked to the Oklahoma City bombing. Last time I checked, she was linked to the Oklahoma City bombing. But uh, let's see what she has to say. Or he. I don't know what this first Saranac? Saranac. That's a first name? Okay. <clears throat> the full story. An old conspiracy theory from the 1990s has gotten a 21st century update. It's now spreading on Facebook as a meme. Um, yeah, sorry, but uh, it's pretty well known she was connected to the bombing. The theory suggests that then First Lady Hillary Clinton was involved in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. In all, 168 people died after anti-government extremist Timothy McVeigh detonated a homemade, homemade bomb. Homemade. Yeah, I highly doubt that. That was inside of a rented truck that he parked outside of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City. <clears throat> the claim, which has been around since the bombing happened... Uh, has now been distilled into a meme with a picture of the aftermath of the blast that says, Reminder, this building in Oklahoma City was blown up and destroyed just four days before Hillary Clinton was to be indicted on the Whitewater scandal, all documents lost. That's true. Because for some reason, the documents were housed there. Even though they were... She... Her husband was the governor of Arkansas. Why they were stored in Oklahoma City? I don't know. But there's no evidence to support this claim. Because it was blown up in the building. That was the whole point. You just, you just made our argument. That's true that Bill and Hillary Clinton were investigated in the 90s for their involvement in a failed real estate development project known as Whitewater. But there's no indication that Hillary Clinton is going to be indicted four days before the bombing happened. In fact, she was interviewed as part of the Whitewater investigation three days after the bombing occurred. Yeah. In which case, she could just say whatever she wanted to say because all the evidence to the contrary was gone. Oh, they also like to leave out the fact that Bill was being investigated too because <clears throat> the CIA was... Flying in cocaine from Central America into uh, Arkansas. Yeah. During the 80s when he was governor. Uh, I had no idea that was going on. I was, I was busy uh, chasing my secretary around. Yeah, so um, let's see what other interesting stuff they have to say about this. Uh, after the bombing, the couple who had invested in Whitewater with the Clintons, Jim and Susan McDougall, were indicted and convicted on charges for financial transactions that weren't related to the development deal, but were uncovered during the course of the investigation. Huh, that's weird. I wonder why they went to jail instead of somebody else. These charges were filed in the Eastern District of Arkansas, near where the Whitewater property was located. Official Government officials denied that any documents related to the Whitewater investigation were located 
In the Oklahoma City building that was bombed according to a 1995 Washington Post article about such conspiracy theories. Really? Because I've got a book next to me that talks about, I don't know, federal agents going in and out of the rubble, removing boxes of documents instead of helping find people who were buried alive. Those documents seem to be pretty important. Uh, according to a state government report issued in the aftermath of the bombing, the Murrah Building had regional offices for the General Services Administration, Department of Health, Human Services, Department of Transportation, Social Security Administration, the General Accounting Office, now called the Government Accountability Office, Army Recruitment, the Veterans Administration, U.S. Customs, Department of Housing and Urban Development, the Department of Defense, Marine Corps Recruiting, Department of Agriculture, the Drug Enforcement Administration, Secret Service, and the Bureau of the <clears throat> ATF. It also had a credit union and daycare center in which 19 children died in the explosion. There's no mention in that report of the Department of Justice having offices in the Murrah Building. Hmm, then why so many boxes of documents? And why were they so important? Why were they taken out before people who were buried alive? That is, um, that is something I would like to know more about. Yeah. So let's see here. I'm going to actually try to find that because, uh, this uh, really kind of pisses me off. Let's see here. I'm going to look and look and look. Hopefully not have that much dead air. But, um, yeah, there was the... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Mold over the conversation. Let's see here. And this, by the way, is the Medusa file two which um has a lot quite a lot of information here about a lot of these things and um there was a section in here talking about the people who went in and took out the boxes of documents uh, then, after the Oklahoma City bombing, the Democrats' anti-terrorism bill. Yeah, so the other day, I'm listening to this live feed on Twitter, and this guy was saying that uh, he didn't think that any bills were passed after the Oklahoma City bombing, or at least that he could recall. Well, yeah, there was the anti-terrorism bill. Uh, that one that one was passed, and there's also the uh, assault weapons ban. That one was passed, which is funny because I don't remember Timothy McVeigh using an assault weapon. Uh, but then the Oklahoma City bombing happened. The Democrats' anti-terrorism bill, which had been stagnant until then, all of a sudden shifted to the fast track to give the government even more power. Clinton, seeking to expand the government's power after the Oklahoma City bombing, stated that, I don't think we have to give up our liberties, <clears throat> but... We do have to take more seriously threats to our liberties. So, yeah. And then there's actually another bill. It looks like they were trying to uh, put together to prohibit the formation of private paramilitary organizations. I, this one didn't pass, but it was something that they were trying to push forward, which uh, is not cool at all. So, yeah. Um, Clinton seizing lambasted talk radio. Da, da, da. More stuff about the militias. Uh, in case of the Oklahoma City bombing, the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act in Congress was stalled, and then the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, sometimes referred to as the Omnibus Crime Control Act was a huge bill and it just passed and became public law. Let's see here. The public copy was an inch thick and covered dozens of topics in the pro proposed laws. So yeah, I'm 
probably not going to be able to find that uh, that section about the uh, stuff coming out. If I do, I'll uh, I'll mark it and I'll talk about it in a future video. But yeah, witnesses saw the Oklahoma sh bomb disposal. Uh, duh, 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 duh. But yeah, it's um oh. Probably never know exactly who or how many got out of the Ryder truck with the explosives inside or any other videotape activity that morning because the FBI confiscated all the surveillance videotapes in the area. They not only removed the cameras, they patched up the holes where the mounts were. Then within a day or two, they even pulled out the wiring from the walls to remove all traces that video cameras even existed. Those spots were then painted over. Why would they do this and exactly who ordered it? Okay. So, yeah. Don't know. But anyways, uh, so is there links to Hillary Clinton with the Oklahoma City bombing? Yes. And isn't it funny that Joe Biden with his omnibus crime bill is currently the president. Oh, and this, it was the predecessor of the Patriot Act. It's weird how these bills get passed like right after a huge terrorist event where people are just like, yes, please take away some of our liberties because this is weird. It's freaking me out, man. Yeah. So anyways, that is about it for this feed. It's been going on for about an hour now. doesn't seem to be anybody in the chat. So um, anyways, uh, if you want me to do this again sometime, let me know. In the meantime, keep on typing.